you know what I've enjoyed, enjoyed particularly about the Winter Olympics is the skeleton and the fact oh, that every man. athlete has a hype man who basically just shouts at them to go fast at the start. It's awesome. Oh, you got this! Because it's every single... It's, it's not like... I mean, I don't... Obviously, he's there for encouragement. He's a coach. But what is shouting at somebody going to do? He's like, yeah, you can do it. You've got it. Adrenaline. Get that skeleton. Self-confidence. Yeah, I, I saw a headline, actually, after she won. Uh, after, uh, is it Lizzie Yarnold? Yarnold, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, she she won the gold. And the headline was, Yarnold, win- Yarnold steals skeleton gold for Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's put a curse in us forever. A good one there, because everyone, everyone knows that if you see a, a skeleton with some gold, it's probably cursed. Why, James, are my jokes so absolutely horrendous? I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you probably, had you thought of that one earlier today? Which I did. It feels like it's one of the ones that you've been rehearsing in your head. <laughs> no, it's not, day. honestly. I saw it earlier, I came up with it earlier, and I thought, that's quite funny. And then just if the occasion arose, I would share that story. And I did. And it was horrendous. It was it awful. Ar- it didn't arise. It, that, you walked to it. No wonder of the 500 people that our advert reached, one person clicked in it when you've got top-notch banter like that. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry I let you down there. I should have <laughs> I should have just laughed. No, I'm, I'm, more di- I'm more disgusted with myself for, okay. for, yeah, that makes for a lot coming of up sense. with that and, and actually trying and thinking it's going to earn some sort of plaudits or some warm reception. There's this promise there. There's promise. I like I like the I like what made the joke up. I just don't like the delivery or much of it. That's 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 quite that's quite all right. Uh, have you enjoyed the uh, Winter Olympics, James? I have. I don't get to watch too much because I don't have my own TV license and I'm a law-abiding <laughs> citizen of the United Kingdom. Yeah, you are. But I've enjoyed watching highlights over at people's houses and stuff when I'm there for it. Just to chill. It makes it sound like you're kind of chained in a basement. You don't get any time to watch the Olympics, but it's literally because you don't have a TV uh, license and that's it. Yeah. So I, I, because I knew that if, even if I didn't, even if I don't have a license, I knew that I'd probably watch these things. So I have actually gotten rid of all aerials so I can't. <laughs> well, that's, very, that's, that's very moral. And of now you. the iPlayer is the iPlayer is the only temptation that's left. And it's just, it's so hard. It's so difficult the, to not just well, the thing is, break their laws. I've never, likewise, I don't have a TV license. I don't, genuinely, I know this sounds like a cliche, but I don't have time to watch TV. Um, he's, a bu- he's a busy man, that Colin. Oh, uh, absolutely. So All his free time he puts into the podcast. I don't have, I don't have, and writing depressing songs, but uh, I don't have a TV license. <laughs> and every so often, like when Blue Planet came out. Oh, it was so tempting. I was like, I was like, I was like, right, if I go on iPlayer and it comes up with a message, it's like, have you got a TV license? <laughs> yes. I'm yes, so I tempted to just be like, yeah, but then, but then I'm thinking, right, the FBI agent on my laptop's going to be like, oh, <laughs> he doesn't have a TV license. <laughs> the FBI man's going to see you weeping as you press the yes button. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 then somehow the BBC are going to find out and and track me down and be like, hey, you watched iPlayer and you don't have a yeah, license. I was very, I was genuinely upset to be not watching Blue Planet when it was on. I'm just gonna have to buy it. I'm gonna have to buy it so I can enjoy it in in proper. Because even if you watch it on on streaming and stuff, it's not proper HD. No, that's that's but correct. I'm looking forward to buying it. Can I ju- can I just ask? I know this is a really stupid question. I think okay. I already know the answer. Yeah. If I click, yes, I do have a license. The BBC mm. don't know that I have clicked that and that I don't have a license, do they? They, they, they probably do. How? You can, they can track you to your address through your ISP. Uh, yeah. well, to be fair, like I, I'm being like, how? How can they do this? How does this technology exist when we've already gone through the fact that you know the American government were listening to the phone calls of millions of people? So yeah, it's the government. You know, if they can do, if they can do that, anything is possible. And it's a criminal act to steal the BBC. 
<laughs> criminal. Just to steal the BBC, just generally. And any other live TV, but also just the BBC, even if it isn't live. Well, that's the other thing. Like, if I'm watching, for example, the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, because I'm cool and I'm a grown man who still yep. watches, mm-hmm. you know, PG-13 fake wrestling. Yeah, and you can't even look at... There's no violence anymore. They cut to the re- our audience to get the violent reaction. It's, it's funny. Sometimes they do, like, a really high-impact move, and then the last second they change the camera angle to, just like, a slightly different angle, so it hides actually the impact of you know whether how much they're hitting them or not i don't really know but uh no regardless if i'm watching one of their events you know that's a pay-per-view sky sky tv a thing i don't have a sky account so i yeah. find a way to watch it mm-hmm. that's like any good citizen yeah absolutely i do that's I, need to, I, I, su- I support my uh my hobbies you know they need my support right i think this is a confession i think someone's probably going to send this confession and sky get him Go get him. I have something to say. I may have streamed Royal Rumble without your permission. Right. I'm mm-hmm. very sorry. I'm not that yeah. sorry. It was a good. It was a good show. Yeah. So this just to remind everyone is a satirical podcast where <laughs> anything that we say cannot be taken. <laughs> exactly. Please. It's all. This is all just theoretical. It's hypothetical. We're telling funny stories for you at home. Yeah, it's 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 not based on anything as a, you know this is what's the line that they have at every single the end of credits of every single movie ever. It's like any connection between characters in this film <laughs> oh, no. to real world events or sheer chance. That's the same as this podcast. Anything we talk about unless it's based on a true story in which case they don't write that. Also <laughs> the last thing they true. say in all films is no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. Ah, uh, but you know what I mean? you know the bit I mean. But though. the one before that. Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly so that's, this podcast has that tagline. Yeah, just, we're we are just like a mirror to ourselves, kind of in a way that you know the mirror reflects us, but not really us. You know, it's just an image. Yeah, we're like a hall of mirrors. Yeah, exactly. We're in a hall of mirrors where the mirrors are like those weird wonky ones when your head is like ten times the size. In my yeah, case, like a yeah, hall of enough. mirrors. Yes. Is that what that is? That's what they're called. Yep. <laughs> I thought you just meant like a hall, a, a hallway of full of murders. Like, oh man, where there's so your, many of us. Such a lovely house. I like your hallway. It's got loads of murders. Right. You actually, you did actually mean what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, call off to off to a cracking start. We're so connected, you and I, seeing through this smoke and murder. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Seesaw Parade, episode one two one. Ah, it's a good number. It's a decent number. It's not quite the milestone one two five or one fifty, but we're getting there. Yeah, but it's symmetrical. Uh, well, yeah. Welcome to the to the show. We're talking all things of the past week: uh, movies, TV, politics, all that jazz. And I'm joined by, as always, James. Hey, yes, and, he uh, is. And and it's me. It's me as well. For now, your uh, your boy Colin. Your boy. It's just your boy. Stinking up the joint with bad chat. And even worse jokes. That's the tagline for this week's episode. I'm glad that you're selling this so well. <laughs> really, so the thing is, it depends. Like if I've if that joke had gone down well, this podcast would have an entirely different theme to it. Yeah, we'd still have listeners. <laughs> Okay, well, for any of you who are still around, thank you very much. Uh, thank you to people who who'd got in touch with the last week. Chris and uh, for, for Chris and Ross for getting in touch. Chris said, you guys didn't dwell on my tweet long enough. Mm. Hashtag disappointed. P.S. I'd happily guest star. So uh, is, James, when I attitude. go off to California. I'm sorry, but if he's going to moan about us not giving him enough attention, I don't. I'm not keen. Okay, well, regardless, when I go to California, your option is there. Chris, You've is, got one, is, is I've there. got one option so far, yeah. Chris, <laughs> so, uh... 
Yeah, Ross, thank you for the, the theme tune last week. As we said again, uh, much, much appreciated. Um, and yeah, if you want to get in touch, you can do. Cease Parade, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook. Thank you for everyone who got in touch, uh, all two of you. Now, welcome to episode 121. Let's uh, <laughs> let's kick off the show uh, with uh, Black Panther. Let's get straight to it. Now, myself oh, and James... Oh, we're going right into spoiler cast. No, no, no. No, there's going to be no spoilers spoiler in this. Spoiler episode. Nope. Zero spoilers. Never fear, people. You say that every time, God. No, but seriously, there's going to be no spoilers. I, I guarantee it. All right. Uh, let's, just, let's just start... Uh, let, let's lay some some groundwork here myself and james went to see black panther on friday that's the most important thing anyone needs to know about black panther is we went to see yeah in terms of headlines Mm -hmm. black panther colin and james have seen it yeah Uh, that's that's what you want to take away from this no in reality black panther has had the biggest february box office of all time and it's now the fifth highest grossing film weekend debut in history i got that there's so numbers wrong. there's days basically in the all-time list of opening weekends it is number five which is that's, that's pretty high up the list. remarkable for a film which was you know it's not like it's a superman film or batman or any sort of previous character it's black, it's black yeah, panther it's, it's, yeah. as of uh, as of monday evening it's brought in 202 million in its uh, opening weekend and that's just from the states so uh, that's and that's just behind the Avengers, the uh, uh, Star Wars films, and Jurassic World. So, James, thoughts on that? Um, it's an impressive amount of money. It's not a surprising amount of money. I'd say the film was pretty hyped up, pretty well by audiences, not just by the people who wanted us to watch it. Um, the interesting thing for me has been the response from the audiences to how much money the film's making because there's a few petitions going around there's a few shouts for uh, Disney and Marvel to be giving a lot of the profit to exactly the cause that they were trying to shoehorn into the film which is like deprived areas black kids give it to give, give it to schools and stuff so it would be interesting to see if if Disney are actually human and nope. do anything nice with the profits that they made from a film which kind of <laughs> tried to give us a good message of oh if you've got loads of money Give some of it to the poor. Like, do you know, Disney, Disney, like, just taking advantage of, of, of a good message. I think maybe some of the cast might, you know, do something uh, maybe magnanimous like that. Uh, but as for the film, we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, so just kind of a few stats for you. Deadpool was the biggest February film of all time. It smashed that back in 2016. It pulled in 132 million. A lot of money. And and Black Panther have added an extra seventy million to that, which is which is uh, a bit mental. They're expecting it to easily reach the billion dollar mark. It remains to be seen how it will do overseas. It's the highest grossing film in Korea. It's done really well in the UK, uh, and its four day total yet may surpass the Avengers, which again is mind blowing. Uh, let's just talk about the numbers then, James. How okay. far do you think this can go? At least top five, right? Of all time, right? I mean, it's already there. It's already top five that opening was weekends. That's I said. Like, how much further, how much further is it going to get? I don't know. It's got longevity because it's getting received well. It's not like a film that does really well on its opening weekend and then people went, oh, it's actually pretty bad and stopped watching it. It's been well received by audiences and critics, so it will carry on going. Um, I, I don't really know how long for because it's not got... I don't think there's much coming out that's going to... It has no competition for the next month. Yes. There's nothing that's going to, like, take its place. Not until May, so we're fine. It's it's got a, it's got a free run on everyone's money for a long time. Well, you've got Alicia Vikander's Tomb Raider coming out in March. So. Oh well, forgot about that one. Sorry, uh, that's right. going to be the top one of all time money making 
films. Let's revisit the headline of Black Panther. Colin and James have seen it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so without spoilers, and I do mean without spoilers, kinda, yeah. let's just have a quick chat about this. James, I want you, first of all, just to give me your kind of summarized thoughts on Black Panther. I think everyone acted incredibly well. Everyone, like Even the bit parts, the small parts, the side characters, they all felt real. They felt fleshed out. So the acting was great, but so was the writing for all the characters. They had decent motivation. You could understand what they're doing and when they're doing it. Uh, the story itself was what the trailers showed it as it was going to be. Like the trailer was the trailer for this film was the short version of the film. I'd say the action scenes were the worst part of the film. They were kind of boring. They looked a bit cartoony, and there was they were too long because the film was great when it was doing character stuff. The film was great when it was doing intrigue stuff when it was doing political stuff and then it, action scenes would come along and just undermine the whole thing it felt like every time some action happened the film was falling flat fair enough uh, i will take the bat on from there and say i completely agree i thought the characterization the depth of characters the writing was excellent if not the strongest across marvel films probably since civil war which i thought did oh, justice to all the characters as well absolutely even black panther who's going to be the generic main character was different to all the other ones because he wasn't just like oh he's a fish out of water he's not like the new guy yeah he's not the little weakling he's like he's just a confident guy doing his job we don't see that and it wasn't the they didn't give black panther the same thor storyline of oh look he's naive he doesn't know what he's doing and he has yeah. to prove himself like he's already there it's just, yeah, you're right. He's just doing his job. I thought the characterization was spot on. Visually, I thought it was fantastic. And I thought they really captured the kind of, uh, I think, Ryan Coogler, who, by the way, the director of the film is 31. Oh, yeah. He's now done three critically acclaimed films. This one's going to smash the billion dollar mark. James, what have we done? He's 31. Oh. You've got six years left. <laughs> Can I say? Anyway, Ryan Coogler was um, talking about how he's made it kind of Afrofuturistic looking at the kind of African culture and heritage and how it would and how it will progress. And I thought that was was fantastic. Yeah, it was the cultural stuff was amazing. The only issue I have with this film is it just didn't grab me. Now I enjoyed the film. I liked it. I would probably see it again just to have a second viewing. But it just didn't get me in the same way that other Marvel films like Thor Ragnarok I have a real affinity for because I had such a good time. It's just a really fun movie. And Black Panther has its moments, and it's got the characters, but for some reason, it just, there was just something not quite there for me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't really pinpoint what it is. I think it's just the story. It just didn't feel, uh, I don't know, maybe grand enough? Well, I think, yeah, I think the story elements needed more time. They they kicked on with a really slow build to do a lot of world yeah. building, which was important, but I think could have been shortened down. For example, yeah, the opening the opening half hour, forty minutes, were quite slow, I think, and it takes a little while to kind of for the wheels to start turning. Yeah. By the time you get there, you're like, okay, this is kind of built up to something good, but it does take a while to get there. Yeah, and the middle like the middle act, I I like a lot. It's there's there's some good plot going on, some interesting plot going on, and then the final act is just a hundred percent predictable nothing really happens and there's a lot of action in it but it's it's all a bit hobbit-esque what, what do you mean by hobbit-esque it looks fake and it's not believable yeah i can there's i suppose there's a little bit without going into spoiler detail yeah i can see what you mean yeah what i would say is i would i would urge people to go and see it because it is going to be one of these films which is a uh, like a moment, I think, in this generation, or a moment in this year, certainly, it's going to be a have you seen Black Panther? It's, you know, who hasn't seen Black Panther? 
And yeah, I, the thing is, I liked the film. I liked it. I liked the film. I will say, I, I think it's getting a lot more acclaim than it deserves. It's, it's, it's great to have variety. It's great to have um, a cast that is, what, two, two, pe- two people that aren't underrepresented in Hollywood. It, it's great to have a film that looks different. And it well, also is great to have a film with such an amazing soundtrack. True. But I don't think the story is as revolutionary as people are implying. And I, I, I'm, I'm a bit, I still get a wee bit, just a wee bit heartbroken every time people are like, oh, and he's the first black superhero. And I just keep thinking back to Blade. <laughs> I always thought you were going to say Frozone from The Incredibles. Well, Frozone too, I suppose. <laughs> Crying a bit inside for these these characters of my of my youth. Yeah. Like, they did these Blade, uh, Blade definitely gets kind of short shrift and very quickly forgotten when you're talking yeah, about Black Superheroes. wonderful film and one of the earliest. Anyway, the film is great. Go see it. Um, it's a Marvel film, though, so don't expect... Don't expect too much. If you go into this film expecting to just have a nice time, you'll you'll love it. If you go into this film expecting your mind to be blown and you'll never see cinema the same again, you're probably going to be a bit disappointed. I think that was my problem. I think I saw the you know 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, the overwhelming, you know, I think cinema score, viewers were giving it A+. Plus. Uh, and I was expecting, I was like, well, I'm ready to be blown away by this. And I wasn't blown away. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't this sort of, yeah unbelievable mind-shatteringly good film it was just it was good it was good yeah but it just wasn't quite what i was expecting i guess but no i would go and see it and let us know what you think afterwards if if you completely disagree if you think black panther was the greatest thing that marvel ever done here's a question just before we move on where does it rank in compared to in comparison to other marvel films where does it where does it sit top five yeah i think so um i think as well we talked about this last week it is a very different film to Thor, Ragnarok, and that is also very different to, say, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or Guardians of the Galaxy 1 or, or Civil War. Ant-Man. Oh, man, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, the middle, the middle ground of, of Marvel films. Ah, yeah, you've got Winter Soldier, Civil War. They all feel very separate, which is not what you could have said about the opening kind of phase one films. Yeah. They just were all kind of the same. So I'll give them credit for that. They all feel kind of standalone I'd say, yeah, you're right, Black Panther top five. You've got Avengers, you've got Civil War... Uh, Winter Soldier and Thor Ragnarok I'd probably put in your other top four if that's does that sound about right am I missing anything yeah first Iron Man's very good as well I really like that I I would say in terms of putting above, above all other films is that the the villain and the bad guy roles in this film are far more believable and yes. far more enjoyable than I think any other I'd put them above even the likes of Loki who is now just bland boring face uh, I think I think because Loki was the first oh yeah you're right the, the uh, It's played by Michael B. Jordan, who is also in Fantastic Four. He's in Creed. And Smeagol. And if... Smeagol's a bad guy, too. And he's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andy Serkis finally getting to show his face. He's not behind some sort of he's low not, cap. He's, he's not done that since he was King Kong and the Kukin King Kong. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's not he's not actually just played himself. So it's nice to see Andy Serkis just kind of let loose. His character's a bit mad. Also the prestige, I suppose. But, uh, oh, true. But, no, those two, the, the, you're right. The villains, I will give a Marvel praise for that. Uh, Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, is an actually kind of nuanced, uh, interesting, plot-driven, real motives character. Really fleshed out. Yeah. And, uh, Rather than, oh, I'm going to destroy the world with my big gun. <laughs> yeah. With my big cannon. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I then, it then makes me slightly concerned 
as to how they're going to go into Infinity War. Because, of course, Infinity War is the big thing we're all moving towards. And it's the guy that's going to destroy the world yeah, with his exactly. big glove. You know, with, at least with Black Panther, everything is set in Wakanda. With Infinity War, we're talking about some purple Josh Brolin who's going to destroy the world again. And it's just like, come on, we've, we've done the whole apocalypse thing. Unless they do something revolutionary and they actually kill off multiple characters... I think Infinity War is a failure if they don't do something just totally out left field. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping they carry on changing things up because that's all we want in, in cinema is diversity. I don't want just the same film but with different actors every time. Okay, well, we mentioned Frozone, or rather I mentioned Frozone. That might have been a kind of a foreshadowing to uh, what we're going to talk about now. The Incredibles 2. Boom. Uh, the first full trailer came out. Uh, let's listen to a small clip of this. Superheroes are illegal. We want to fight bad guys. I use bad guys. It defines who I am. We're not saying you have... What? Someone on TV said it. I was approached by this tycoon who wants to talk about hero stuff. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need Elastigirl. Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem. James... First full trailer for Incredibles 2, uh, 14 years after the first one. Thoughts on this? I'm looking forward to seeing how the Underminer fight goes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know they win, I just want to see how. And also, it's been 14 years in suspense yeah, waiting for this. this is the longest I've ever waited for the second half of a fight. <laughs> um, no, the film looks fun. I, 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 It's really not gone where I thought it would, but it also makes sense that this is where it's gone. Because it's just like, as a kid that's got mad, mad powers that they can't control and here's them trying to control it and here's them trying to make superheroes again. It makes sense. This is a plot that makes sense. It just, I'm not sure if it's going to be interesting. Yeah, my concern is that it's going, I mean, the, the trailer certainly portrays it as, oh, it's Mr. Incredible trying to cope as a dad and a superhero. Yeah. Like that, I mean... I, I, no, just a dad, I believe. <sighs> yeah, whilst the other guys get to do the whole superhero aren't thing. I'm sure he all father superheroes? Oh, I don't know. It'll be some sort of... I bet that's what the film ends on. Some gross tagline like that, yeah. Yeah, Violet at the end is going to be like, but Dad, you've been the superhero all along. <laughs> Horrible. I will walk out if they do that line. Well, that's because it's the end of the film, so yeah, it's a good time to leave. <laughs> um, yeah, because the first one set the bar so high and it's such a good film, uh, I think it will be uh, like kind of Monsters University. You know, if you do a sequel so many years afterwards... And the original is, is already held in such high esteem. Yeah. It makes it incredibly difficult for yeah. the second one to even come close to that. But we'll wait and see. I, I reserve judgment. I am still looking forward to it. I really hope it works. They've got a good team. Um, I just, I really don't want them to depend too heavily on the, oh, look, dad's being clumsy. Oh, look, dad's being <laughs> silly. Oh, hoo, hoo, this is still funny. Because that, that's a dead joke. That That's not funny. And like, it's. It's not been funny for a long time. Okay, other big trailer out this week is from Pacific Rim 2, uh, starring John Boyega as uh, the main guy taking over from Idris Elba. Let's have a quick listen to this. I'm not a hero like my father was. He started out just like you. This is our time, and we are Earth's last defense. Now help me save the world. Let's go already. Uh, James, yeah. Pacific Rim 2. Yeah. Uh, I know we were kind of excited for Incredibles 2. Are you excited for Pacific Rim 2? Yeah, because I thought it wasn't going to be a thing. Because it was almost cancelled. I think it was cancelled. Almost wasn't a and thing. And it is a thing again. Yeah. So yeah, sure. It's, it, because it, again, it's one of those films. I, I like the films where I can just go in and expect nothing and then be happy. Rather than expecting things and just being 
disappointed. Uh, yeah, this uh, film, you know you're just going to see a big robot fighting either a big robot or a big monster. I'll agree with that, yeah. I went into the first film expecting very little, kind of a Transformers anime. Transformers with anime, yeah. that's what I was expecting. Yeah. And actually, the original Pacific Rim is just a really good time. You know, the, the fight scenes in particular are actually done really well as yeah, opposed creatively. to the Transformers explosion of noise and you can't um, understand what's shoot happening. Shoot the gun, punch the thing, sparks going out, oh, they're ripping each other apart. No, the creative and, fight decisions. Yeah, and they had some really some really nice shots, some really good character moments. I hope, I, I just really want this one to be good as well because the first one was great, but just when I watched the trailer, I just think, oh, this just looks like Transformers. But that's what they're kind of doing. It's what they did with the first one as well is there's... Like, hopefully it's what they're kind of doing, is they're, they're marketing it and they're selling it as a big robots fighting things film so that everyone goes to see it, especially the Chinese. Um, and then when you go to watch it, it turns out to be a big robots fighting things film, but with actual good content too. Just hopefully they haven't phoned it in and, and aren't going the cheap Transformers cookie cutter r- r- route. Well, talking of Transformers, we're smashing the segues today, James, I'll tell you that. Oh, I know, right. Uh, the, uh, the movie franchise is set for a reboot, so... That doesn't make trans- sense. Well, well, what do you mean? Well, the last film came out, what, yesterday? Well, last year. Oh, so same l- thing. let me give you a bit of context. Transformers 6 was supposed to be coming out in 2019. Yeah. However, that has now been shelved. Mm-hmm. The next film to come out is Bumblebee, which is the kind of sort of spin-off. It's the Wolverine origins of the Transformers <laughs> universe. <laughs> exactly. The Wolverine origins of Transformers Bumblebee. So that's coming out. But Transformers 6 has been shelved because The Last Night, which was the name of the last film, Mm-hmm. Uh, only only made 600 million. Oh man. Whereas Pittance, pennies. I know the previous films had made over a billion. Yeah. And I think Hasbro and uh, Paramount have kind of come together and been like, "Hmm, nobody saw the last film. Well, only 600 million pounds worth of people saw the last film. Let's go back and do this all again." Or like they're go- are they going to do a gritty reboot of <laughs> the gritty version of the Transformers? James, I'm not sure how you can reboot a franchise like transformers because surely any oh, i mean you can you could argue this for any superhero film but surely like spider-man for example any movie follows the same plot it's just eventually it's have a big transformers fight but i suppose that's the same with any film isn't it yeah and like the spider-man is the perfect example of this where all the films are just the same but some are slightly different in ways and a wee bit better maybe so the thing that makes it weird for transformers is that they were still making money not not a lot the films weren't ever good so i don't know what they're aiming for here by doing a reboot and then like not even giving us two years not three years just a year i don't i don't understand what they're trying to do well i i think bumblebee comes out this year it's directed by the guy who did kubo and the two strings which gives me a sliver of hope no way that it might actually yeah yes way kubo and the two strings Probably one of my favourite animated films. <laughs> Is it going to be a stop motion film? <laughs> yeah. One of my favourite animated films I've ever seen. Genuinely one of my favourite films I've ever seen. He is directing Bumblebee. So let's just cross our t- stop motion fingers and hope that this actually no, is okay. Now I actually want to see this film. That's changed everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lastly in movie news before we move on uh, to other things. The BAFTAs were this weekend. The kind of last stop before the Oscars, you had uh, the vast majority of the attendees wearing black uh, as part of the Time's Up movement. The main winners on the night 
were kind of as expected three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. So we had Frances McDormand for Best Actress, you mm-hmm. had Sam Rockwell for Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. It also won Best Film and Best British Film. Uh, let's see. Best Actor went to Gary Oldman for Winston Churchill and Darkest Hour. And then you had The Shape of Water picking up Best Director yeah. for Guillermo del Toro. James, any real surprises there at all for you? It's not so much surprises as it is they've picked one of the, like, maybe sometimes two that were maybe going to win a category. I don't think anything's too shocking. So I also also missed out Supporting Actress, which was Alison Janney for I, Tonya. Again, though, that's not too surprising. It's just the films that everyone was saying were probably going to win have won. Like the best director was maybe gonna be like Dunkirk, but probably was gonna be Shape of Water. So I you know it's not too shocking and it's probably gonna be the same at the Oscars. I was gonna yeah, that was my next question. Does that mean the Oscars are a foregone conclusion? Because the last three years the BAFTAs have got it wrong. Well, yeah, so the Oscars recently have been like trying to stick their fingers in the pudding and mess around a wee bit. Maybe they'll do it again. Maybe they'll just decide, hey, let's shake it up. But I don't know. Like, surely it won't be too surprising. The Oscars can't be surprising this year because we've got basically films that are all amazing <laughs> rather than a film that's amazing and then other films that are almost amazing. Yeah, that's true. Let's just very briefly talk about some of the ones which have really missed out this kind of award season. You mentioned one there, Dunkirk, which I think has been hard done by. I agree. I think there are better films out there. However... In terms of a cinematic experience, Dunkirk and Get Out were the two from last year, which really blew me away. Dunkirk in particular, I, you know, I was once the credits started rolling, you exhaled. You were like, oh, goodness me. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's over. I think you probably breathe three times in the whole film. <laughs> why, why has Dunkirk missed out, James? Because it came out so long ago. That's funny, actually. It has that effect. Well, same could be said for Get Out, and that's another one which is really messed out. Again, I think so yeah, the two that came out a long time ago are the ones that aren't getting really any mention. But that's not always true because the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, yeah, it came out in March the previous year, yeah, and it cleaned house in yeah. both the Oscars and the Golden Globes. But it was exceptional. That's true. I, I would say that that film would come like steps above both um, Dunkirk and Get Out. Which, sure, are deserving of awards, and I, I think are picking up one or two here or there at, at other awards things, whatever, gatherings. Maybe Don Kirk will get the Best Director Oscar. No. But surely they'll want to give it to Del Toro after it'll all be Del, time. Yeah, it'll be Del Toro. He's won Best Director everywhere except the Oscars at this yeah, point. Yeah, surely he'll get it. But maybe they'll want to just, oh, let's just knock that aside. So just, just as you were talking about Del Toro, Shape of Water, it, it led the pack... With 12 nominations at the, the BAFTAs, I think it has the most nominations at the Oscars as well. But still, it, likewise, has just not done well. Yeah, it's... Because I, I haven't seen it, so I can't really say as to whether it should be winning the things. It like, certainly deserved all yeah, the nominations. I'm, I'm hoping to see it this week, so I will get back to you with that review. Okay, yeah. But we'll see. I, I, I Again... I, I care less and less about who actually gets the Oscars every year. I I more care about what gets onto the, the nominations list. That's the one that matters to me is if you get a nomination because the winners are weird. I think as well, just because I've seen the film, Call Me By Your Name, I think has missed out because in a small way, due to the success of Moonlight last year, mm. which uh, was, yeah. although not the same 
film it you know because it's an lgbt film yeah it tackled some of the same struggles it, yeah yeah it covers some of the same themes i think because moonlight did so well and arguably did it better last year i think that's why it's missed out and it, it's a shame because it is a really really good film a very touching film and as i say timothy chalamet one to watch his performance is absolutely stunning but uh yeah it's not really picked up in it picked up by a screenplay i think or, or yeah most original original screenplay last night i'm sure uh, james ivory picked that one up so it's getting a few things here and there uh, but not the, certainly the big winner that everybody uh, including myself was predicting several months ago yeah i mean that happens every year something misses out when maybe it should have won a lot more uh, james just before we move on to our final topic of facebook can i ask what you've been watching this week well i was gonna say just before we move on to can't you asking me what we've been watching this week that you if you've noticed the link that i've added to our to our to our run order right at the bottom it is called injustice i'm seeing that yeah we clicked that this is loaded up james you want to take us through this right so everyone knows that they're making a live action the lion king full of wonderful actors and characters we have been told basically what the what the soundtrack is i suppose or what the musical numbers are going to be and be prepared sorry i almost cried a bit there it's not on the list. Right, okay, hold on. I've, I've got the list here. So the four which are being kept yeah. are Can You Feel the Love Tonight, mm-hmm. Hakuna Matata, mm-hmm. I Just Can't Wait to Be King, yeah. and The Circle of Life. All amazing songs. Those four, right, hold on, those four I know. Be prepared. I can't think how that goes. It's Scar's song. I don't, honestly, I Man, can't think the, in my head how that goes. You're what's wrong with the world, Colin. You're why <laughs> right, Disney so- gets away with these things. <laughs> Well, exactly. This is why they made the decision because people don't know the "Be Prepared" song. Everyone knows "Be Prepared." It is I don't. epic. It's the one. It's it's cause it's a bad guy song that's amazing, and that and it is. It's a horrible injustice to not have that song in the film. I don't know how they're going to replace it. It better be good. According to uh, to this article, it says it's become a cult classic along with the likes of Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, which Gaston is quite a good song, to be honest. Oh, you know that one? I do know that. I do oh. know that. But that did come out like last year. I saw that and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. So regardless. Anyway, James, back to what I asked you. What have you watched this week? Okay, aside from Black Panther, the only thing I've really watched any number of episodes of and still haven't finished is the latest season of Fargo. So Fargo season three which I'm still loving so much. It is perfect for me. That's cool. I've, uh, it's one of these shows which is on my list. I've never got around to it. The first one's with Martin Freeman. I know that. Yeah. And then was it Ewan McGregor in season two? No, it's Ewan McGregor in season three. I think I said season two for him last ah. last week, which is like just a horrible mistake to make because I am watching it right now. <laughs> um, season two, I can't actually remember any of the uh, actors' names right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a it was a very big cast in season two, but it is good though. Right? Um, Fat Fat Damon was in season two, was he? Yeah, Fat Damon was in season two. Um, it was it was a great season, and the thing is, all of these are they are all set at different times in in Minnesota, basically. Um, so the, you don't have to watch one season to watch the next one or the next one, but they do have okay. some things that interlink in really interesting ways, and I love that about it. Uh, one season I finished, the uh, one series I finished this week was Godless. Now we talked about this a long time <gasps> yes, ago. Yes, Colin. Uh, it's only seven episodes, and they range from about forty-five minutes to about an hour ten. Yeah. So it is quite a, it's a commitment. It certainly is. It's a short film, but no, for but every... no more so than say a thirteen-episode Marvel series. Yeah. I thought Godless was just fantastic. Really, I'm proud of you. 
brilliant television with depth and with character and with interesting storylines. The only thing I would say, mm-hmm. and this is a Western, by mm-hmm. the way, for anybody who doesn't know, Godless is a Western. It's a Western, so if you don't like uh, Westerns, don't watch it. But if you even find a Western a tiny bit palatable, definitely watch it. If you like Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber playing a serious role, and he is awesome. <laughs> he is amazing. Then watch that. And also, I think, is it Jack Rayner? I don't, it's, it's Jack O'Connell. Maybe it's Jack O'Connell. I can never remember. It's either Jack O'Connell or Jack Rayner. I think it's O'Connell as the lead character. He is also very, very good. Uh, and anyone who is a fan of the uh, Maze Runner or... <laughs> or Game of Thrones. Or is it, is it Love Actually? Thomas Brody Sangster. The wee blonde kid. The wee blonde from, kid. Uh, he's in Game of Thrones. He is now, he's now a grown man and he is excellent in this too anyway anyway anyway. so good in this godless it was so good the only issue i had was some of the sequences for example when you know the main character is breaking in some horses or like teaching Uh, the boy to ride yeah you know that could be like a two three minute montage but godless makes it 10 yeah but it's not a montage it's not a montage kind of thing yeah so it draws it out instead of a montage it's a short it's a short story (sighs) yeah so there was a couple bits i was kind of like oh come on guys get to the point but as a series Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Would recommend it to anyone. It is quite uh, graphic. A wee bit graphic, a bit, yeah. A little bit graphic, but um, but worth it. Absolutely worth it. it. The characters are incredible. Everyone did a good job in terms of acting. I disagree. I never was once bored enough to be like, oh man, just cut some of this. <laughs> but that's just it. For some people, it will be a bit too slow, but for others, they'll just enjoy those moments. I would say okay. my only complaint, and it not so much a spoiler is at one point one of the characters has a gun that does not have a magazine with a billion rounds in it, but he maybe shoots a billion rounds without reloading. And that kind of bothered me a wee bit. Okay. well Because it. it was such a grounded series. Like, everything felt real. And then at the end, it's just like there's a guy with a gun that just works forever. Okay. Anyway, let's. time is running away. Very quickly, let's talk about Facebook. Now, this was uh, the news from a couple of weeks ago, but it's just uh, it's something that's cropped up in the last few days. Essentially, Facebook is expected to lose more than 3 million under 25s in the UK and the US this year. Now, this is being put down to the fact that too many old people are joining Facebook with its biggest demographic for the year ahead expected to be the over 55s. James, are parents or old people killing Facebook? I'd say old people can take some of the blame. I'd say... Facebook being bad can take some of the blame too. Let me just interject there to give you the reasons why they're bad. Um, Certainly the news from last month was Mark Zuckerberg revealing that people were spending less and less time on Facebook. Continue. Yeah, well, I I think most people these days, unless you exclusively have friends that you actually care about on Facebook and they, and you don't really know them. When you pop onto Facebook, you'll see, stories that one of your friends' friends liked and you have no idea who any of the people are or you'll see a post by someone that you might maybe know and then four adverts and then three videos that someone liked that also play and then none of it is in um, order. It could be from last week and it could be the third thing you see. I, I, I just think Facebook have made some design choices that make it an, a website that is good for some of their audience. I don't know who they are. It clearly works for some, but everyone else is just bored by. I think Facebook has changed a lot in the last few years. I mean, certainly for for my own personal use, I am barely on it anymore. The only reason I still have it is to communicate with people on Messenger. Yeah, no, I have it exclusively because some people only talk on Facebook Messenger. And also, even just 
for a kind of a passing example, in years previous, I would probably the only thing I would post about on Facebook would be the Mighty Deer Stalker. You know, it's coming up to that. It's almost uh, I think it's about eleven days yeah, away. Let's go raise some money. Let's go raise Facebook. some money. Usually, we would get loads of interaction from that, and we would get like a decent amount of funding. Whereas this year, it's just been much quieter, and you know, there's not as many likes, not as many donations, and that I think is down to less people being on the site, and also the way that Facebook organizes its newsfeed. And yeah, it's it's funny. I think people are drifting away from it, and they are certainly using it less and less. Well, there's far less interaction than before. I think I think partly because Facebook are trying to monetize interaction, wherein you actually have to pay them so that people see what you're posting. Like it's for more for businesses and is for your own personal pages. But now that so many people are paying them to so that their posts get seen, that's basically all you see is the ones that have been paid. I don't know. I think Facebook. Well, we, been, we we are now in that group now. You know that we are part of that problem. Thank you, Colin, for doing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's been on a been on a downward trend in terms of how cool it is for a long time. It definitely yes. has always. Well, not for always, but since I I don't even know how long ago it had a reputation as the old person social media. So it's not going to last. But they own half the world, so they'll be fine. Will there ever come a stage where? It's no longer kind of like Bebo or MySpace. Do you think it'll ever get to that point? Where, where either where you're saying where it doesn't exist? Uh, no, I think they're going to try and make it a, a media competitor instead. So a place where people share news and post videos, and instead of it being a social media, it will be a media center. Okay, interesting. There's uh, James looking into his crystal balls for the first time in a long time. James, it's been a long time since I got a good crystal balls rub. Good, to- <laughs> good that you brought them out again. Into the open. Okay, I think that's all we have time for. James, uh, any last words before we end for this week? Uh, sorry if we spoiled Black Panther for you. I, we didn't. We I, literally I didn't talk about any I spoilers. Don't think we did. We didn't. We were fine. Get over yeah. it. Do enjoy it. Anyone who hasn't yeah. seen it yet. Indeed, and enjoy that. Enjoy this that. Podcast and, uh, not brought to you by Marvel. Difficult to believe, <laughs> I know, but we definitely aren't. <laughs> okay, I know. I'm sorry. I'm also sorry we didn't talk about DC this week, but that's because they're you know they just make films which are not like good. Or we didn't really anyway. talk about the world. Sorry, world. Oh, who Sorry, ca- who global cares? News. The world's fine. Nothing's we'll happened. About global news some other time. Yeah, like, I, has anything happened? No. There hasn't been anything major. <laughs> the, the world is still turning. It is. It is. Oh, and, and also some Russians got charged in the FBI investigation. Oh, yeah. The FBI investigation turned up some actual <laughs> stuff. That was really it's big fine, and significant. We'll talk about that some other time. Basically, all you need to know is some Russians have now been charged by the FBI. That's it. Yeah. That's all we know. Yeah. Also, um, another school shooting. Um, <laughs> I think it's the 18th sorry, of sorry, the I'm year. Not, I'm, not, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the fact we that we didn't talk about it. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, it's not the 18th. I looked into this. It is not the 18th of the year. It's the 18th time a gun has been used on school grounds. It's including suicides. It's including people who have parked on I'm the street. I'm all of those school shootings. If you shoot yourself at a school, that's a school shooting. No, no. If you're talking about like mass casualty school shootings, no, I think this is the third. Okay. Well, one's too many for my liking. Uh, three is still a lot. Or, or like an example of someone who's someone who's accidentally shot a gun in a school yeah. and completely didn't mean to. That also counts, apparently. But no, it, I think it's the third. Okay, third mass school shooting, which is still a ridiculous stat to be able to say. Um, fix yourselves, yep. America. I would also like to highlight that after Trump went to the hospital to talk to some survivors for, I don't know, 14 minutes if he was generous, he went to a disco party. <laughs> At his Mar-a-Lago resort. Mar-a-Lago. 
What a guy. Okay, well, James, I'm glad that we did talk about the news and the world. because I we talked about the world. completely forgot about those two major events from last week. Uh, let's talk about that next we'll give, week. We'll give the world more focus in the next one. We'll balance this time. <laughs> okay. This, movie's, this yeah. movie's episode out. Okay, right. I'll see you next week, James. Right. Bye. Goodbye, Colin and everybody else. <laughs>